0: welcome to the best self podcast today we've got melissa birch with us career educator she's been in the business for 20 plus years slaying it impacting kids is her juice she's also an author beyond the bell she's teaching kids 12 uh, lessons that they can learn beyond high school which is an awesome awesome topic i am so jacked to have you here with us sister thanks for being on
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you today and hopefully help your audience
0: man I am I am super excited so excited but I don't have educators on here in fact, I think you're my first actual educator ever on the show and what drew me to you was you reminded me a lot of myself I st- I, I just I think I got lucky I stumbled across you on some one of the social platforms and I started following you and I just your energy is positively infectious. In fact, I started, I went to your website and I started looking at just different things peeps were saying about you. The words were humor, mentor, empowering, excitement, passionate, patient. So incredible. What is one word? How about this? What is one word when someone's done with an experience with perchination? <laughs> What is one word you would like them to leave feeling?
1: Yeah, I think energized, energized, energized. I think that when you have a group of people around you and they are giving you their time, you should leave them feeling excited to chase whatever they want to in this life. And I think that time is is precious. So I would say energy. I want everyone that comes in contact with me to feel like they can go out there and get after it. So, yeah. Yes. Get after it. I love it. You know, you're speaking my
0: language, sister. <laughs> so speaking of getting after it, I know there's going to be a lot of things that we're going to talk about. They're going to tie into the stuff that you talk about in your book, getting after it. You, you work with high schoolers. I kind of, I work with kind of people all over the map from, even like junior high to senior citizens and tons of people in transition right now. And your book kind of talks a little bit about that, like what's next, what's next, transition. And we we have another recession coming. You know, we had COVID for, well, we still kind of do, but really for like two years. And this next recession might be even a little bit longer than that. And a lot of times people, you know, there's fight, flight, then there's also freeze, the other F word. A lot of people freeze when things start to go a little bit rough. A lot of times people freeze when when they got that next big decision as opposed to putting their foot on the gas. Look at you as a teacher. You're still who you were before, but you've kind of reinvented. You've become an even better, more magnificent beast than you were before because of COVID. What do you say to a person out there moving into a recession, moving into a next phase in their life? What's your advice to that person?
1: So the first chapter in my book is actually another F word, and it's it's welcome fear. And I think that we have been conditioned our whole lives to feel fear. And like you said, either fight or flight or freeze. And I believe that if we see fear coming up in us, like through a moment of transition, like when we're faced with a major life decision, I think it's valuable to notice that We feel this way because we care so deeply about what happens next, which is really important. It means we have value in this moment and that we are going somewhere big after this moment. And I think that the fear can really be a great trigger to slow you down, assess what's going on around you, make an educated decision and jump into it. So while most of us do anything we can to get out of that kind of cognitive dissonance, I think it's a moment for us to embrace and realize that on the other side of that, probably great progress is gonna meet us. So yeah, I would say let's bring it and let's see where we go next because most of us look back on our lives and can see in our track record that those moments pushed us to better places.
0: Oh there you go with the good lingo again. Bring it. Let's bring it it. on. (laughs) I love it. Do you think this could be a toughie for you when you're talking to your students from English to speech to, to whatever it is you do, uh, which is many things, do you think it's more important to be a possibility thinker or relational thinker?
1: That's a great question. I think it's got to be a balance, to be honest with you. And I think that in my book, that's what I kind of did. It's here's where we can take things. Here's what I know. And here's what I've seen. And I think that creeps the connection tight with the people that you're serving. So I would say it's, it's gotta be a balance. Like most of the things we, we deal with in our lives.
0: Right. I think this was off air, but you were, uh, we were talking about knowledge and how know some people will say that knowledge is king. What's yeah. what's king in your book?
1: It's being able to take that knowledge and share it in a way that is relatable so that the person receiving it. Can, can go somewhere with it. Um, I think we've all had the books, the teachers, mm-hmm. the mentors in our lives that are really doing it, really making impact and doing the things that we see ourselves doing. But it's the transfer of knowledge that is, is key. It's not just having it, it's sharing it. And then what you're doing with that knowledge is that's where the magic is. That is where the magic is. So yeah, I think while knowledge is power, more importantly, it's what you do with that knowledge.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I look at teachers or leaders in general. It's not so much what you're spitting out, it's how you're spitting out what you're spouting out, right? It's like, yeah, what, what, it's not how what you teach, it's how you teach what you teach. There's a lot of smart people that doesn't make them a great teacher, that's right, or a great leader.
1: Uh, and we've all had those experiences, yeah. and I think they they help us understand better what works when we are communicating with others,
0: right. Man, so good. You're talking to that dude, that peep, who is looking to move to the next level, but they're they don't believe they have a story or Mm -hmm. they don't believe that they're worthy. What do you say to that person? There's a lot, there's you know, you've run across so many people, so many kids that so many young women, young men that that have a story. Because as you know, we all have a story. Yeah. But they don't believe their story is good enough, or they don't they have that primal thinking where they don't think they're worthy of whatever it is that it's ahead that they want. How do you approach that conversation? How do you convince them that
1: they are worthy that they are good enough? Well, first of all, I think that every single person, it's just human condition to have self-doubt and to question our worth you know, what we can do to question our abilities. I think that's just a, uni- a universal feeling. So first I like to let them know that I know I've been there too. I've doubted myself. You've doubted yourself. I think that it's a lie when people yep. say that they're confident all the time. Right. So I first like to break it down for them and let them know that they're absolutely not alone. We've all been in that space. Right. Then I also like to point out that When you're going for something, when you're looking towards a goal, I love for kids, and I do it myself often too, to look back at your wins and watch how you've kind of racked them up and never noticed them. Mm. Um, Not every kid graduates high school. Not every kid passes the test. Not every kid has an after school job. Not every adult is able to successfully even communicate. So little wins along the way, I think, are so important to acknowledge and celebrate so that you can continue to move in that positive direction. And once you look back and say, gosh, you know, I really have done a lot with my life. You have more confidence to go forward. Every single person has a story. And while we may feel like, oh, this isn't unique. It is unique because it's your story. And I also tell my students like, no, no, There is nobody else on this planet like you. So while you might feel like you're ordinary, I often say you're extraordinary because most of us are ordinary and have just found the extraordinary. Um, And that's, you know, that's just an approach I've been able to take with kids. And they'll tell me, even adults, you know, people will just kind of spout off what they believe is the mundane things in their lives and i love to slow people down and say wait a second whoa tell me more about that and then it becomes a much deeper much more interesting uh moment that i've i can learn from and that really everybody can learn from so no story is is not without magic without gold god
0: i knew i would love this conversation (laughs) perch nation I Lo- know
1: I couldn't wait to hang with you either.
0: Oh, so good. You're speaking. My, You share the same juice, girlfriend.
1: Yeah, 100 percent.
0: Love it. I would love to be a fly on the wall in your classroom. In fact, I may be on the wall, but only for a few seconds because I'd you'd be swatting at me because I'm still <laughs> wanting to get up in that. Uh, so what inspired you to write? A book. I mean, you're you're an educator, you're really successful, your kids love you. I mean, if someone goes to their website, they can see all these incredible things that people say about you. You're clearly an you're a difference maker. Most people would stick inside that comfort zone and not get out of that. What inspired you to go out and want to write a book?
1: Well, first of all, thank you for saying that. It is really my mission to be there for my students. And in that came this book, it was 2019. And I was, I was teaching a public speaking course and, you know, I was trying to mix it up, figure out what we could do a little bit different. And I, of course, you know, love motivational speakers and my let's my guy, mm. Gabby Bernstein um, and all the Tony Robbins, all the guys, right. I, yep. I just, they're just, they fuel me. So I'm like, yep. how can I teach kids how to do this? So, I kind of studied some of the motivational speaking tactics and I started to share with my kids. I said, Anybody want to give this a try? And a couple of kids got up and did their thing and they started to talk about their big dreams. And, you know, as teachers, we champion kids, right? Go get it, go get it. And I right. realized in that moment that I was selling them something that I don't know that I was living myself. Mm-hmm. So while I love teaching and I, I had this beautiful career in the depth of my soul has always been this passion to be a writer, to have my book up at Barnes and Noble and to share some of the things that I wanted to with the world on a greater scale. So it was in that moment where I decided to, laser focus on this dream I've always had. And it really was to prove to them that I'm not only going to talk, I'm going to walk the walk with them. And my book is dedicated to them. And uh, the inscription reads um, for my students, let this book be the proof because I feel like if you're coming to me saying, I want to be a doctor, I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a professional baseball player. I want to be a dancer. I want to, you know, who am I to say, go get it when I'm sitting in my comfort zone? So that is my motivation. And I also attached this dream to my students and to my own children. And anytime I felt like I got down on it, anytime I felt like it was too hard, I just said, okay, I can't let the people in my life that down that I love the most that I'm I want to, to, to help. And that's how I found that final inner motivation to go for it. Because after a long day of teaching, you're right. It's easy to say, pack it in and and be done for the day. But I just always felt like this push that and and this feeling that I was bigger than the four walls and the 25 kids that were in front of me.
0: So good. It's inspiring. I love it. Dopamine, the top, you know, dopamine, your highest dopamine hits calm in the anticipation of something, not necessarily when the something gets there. It's the anticipates the moments before yes. it hits. What is, and, and we're, we're winding down, by the way, we're almost done that this, I knew this would go way too fast with you, sister. You've been amazing. How do we convince someone of that? How do we convince someone, you know, we got, there's so much negativity you know, you you read the paper, or you you get on socials, or or you just recessions hitting, and there's just so much going on. Not a lot of the positive get up there. You've got kids all across the board, like you said, from the ones that aren't acing the SAT to to the ones that are crushing it,
1: mm-hmm. to the
0: one you know, the ones that are afraid to speak in front of a crowd, to the ones that are afraid at all. How do you speak to the person that is struggling? with anticipation struggling with you know the first steps the first step taking the first step how do you talk to that person and convince them that fulfillment is on the other side of fear that there is something incredible waiting for them they just got to bet on themselves how do you convince them to do that
1: that's a great question and i think there's a couple things one i think that we need to assess why we are struggling so much to take those steps. And one thing people can do today is to think about who they're surrounding themselves with and what they're getting from those people. For me, I was not always this positive go-getter. I've had moments in my life too, where I've dipped and kind of felt like, oh, I'm trudging through this, right? But I think assessing who you're surrounding yourself with and making sure that you're doing that for each other is so important. And uh, the other thing for me and for what I always tell my students and what I will t- would t- tell anybody going for it that's struggling is what does life look like if you don't do it? What does it look like at the end of your life if you never try to write that book, to start that podcast? What does it look like if you never take that exam or go for being um a lawyer or a doctor or, or just even apply to that school that, you know, was a reach, but that you really wanted, what does it look like if you look back on your life and say, well, I never tried. And for me, that worry, that reality was way greater than any stumble I could have or challenge I could have along the way.
0: Yeah, that's good. Regret's going to outlive almost every other emotion. That's
1: right. So and, little and little you know, I, I, it's, it's really important to assess, you know, what does it look like without this moment? If I don't say these words, if I don't start or take that class, if I don't, you know, you're even I always even tell my own students, like when we're out in a park or we're on vacation and they're like, oh, I don't want to ride that ride. I go, well, when we go home, you're going to feel bad you didn't try. And we get on the ride, you know, right. and I think that's just an important thing to practice as we're going for it. Awesome.
0: So good. Yeah. We're always one, one conversation away from something incredible.
1: hundred uh, percent. Yeah. So good. You are
0: an absolute rock star. I, all these things that we're, we've been chatting about, there's nuggets surrounding these questions and these conversations inside their book. Uh, one last thing on your book before we, we kick you to the curb. Yeah. You know, someone, someone opens up your book and they, they read it front to back what is it that they're going to feel when they're done? What is, why would I open that bad boy up? What am I going to feel? What's going to be the investment takeaway if I open that thing up?
1: Wow. I hope it is that they realize they are never alone. I think one of the hardest things that we have learned in our lives, especially as you mentioned, due to the pandemic, is that feeling of loneliness is so one of the hardest things to feel. And I hope my book makes readers re- see so clearly that they are not alone, that many people have walked this really tricky walk before. And I hope that they leave, they close the, my book really ready to step into their true purpose. They're, they're ready to figure it out. And that is, even if it's a handful of readers that, that shift their lives as a result of my book, all the hard work, everything I've worked for is 100% worth it to me. You're the best.
0: You've got 30 to 45 seconds. 30, I mean, at the time of this recording, 64 countries listening in on Perch Nation. Woo! <laughs> what are you going to tell these people that, you know, today, today they have the opportunity to take that first step, to have that conversation to, you know, in Ed Milet's words, uh, to take one more rep yeah. of, of whatever, 30 to 45 seconds to talk to them. About how can they begin creating the best version of themselves today?
1: Yeah. So like I said before, assess who you're hanging out with. If you are feeling the energy from people around you, the the four or five people you love the most that you're with the most fantastic. If you're not, if there's somebody that you are feeling like they're, they're pushing up against what you really want in life, it's okay to step back. It's okay to create a boundary. You don't have to, you know, put an X on them, but it's okay to kind of limit your time with those people that aren't cheering you on and trust your gut. You need to believe in yourself, silence the voices. A lot of people have opinions, but they don't live within you. They don't walk your life. They're not going to be with you at the end of it. And if you can just trust your gut and go for it, Mm. that is what's going to bring you the greatest happiness. Don't be afraid to fail. We've all failed. You're meeting people in the fourth quarter, but there's a long game. Uh, so that would be my advice. And I I really, gosh, I hope that people move forward and and, and get after it. I do.
0: Yes. Well, hope ain't a plan. Let's make it happen, sister. Yeah. Let's make it happen. I love it. Yeah. We assimilate to whom we associate and, right. no, and we weren't meant to start in someone else's movie. So let's let's slay this day. You have Absolutely. been amazing. You are incredible. It makes me feel good to speak to an educator that cares as much as you do, that's willing to put herself out there, that's willing to take risks, that doesn't want to look like everyone else, doesn't want to blend in, and you love the conversation where you have impact. It just, it feels good. So
1: thank you for taking the time during your busy schedule to hang out with us. Thank you. This was Again, another magical conversation for me. And um, I appreciate being the first educator on the show. That's such a, what a title. I can't wait to tell everybody.
0: (laughs) Yes. Awesome. You make it a great day, friend.